I want you to welcome somebody to the house of the Lord. Ask how he is doing. Hallelujah. We are thankful to God that today God has brought us as his people, his children. And for that matter, those who inherit his kingdom. Just this week, we were hit by a storm. But thank God, we've won. Hallelujah. And also, any time you meet Ed Akobi, I tell him, God bless him. Yes, Thursday, I have to go and sit in his office. Until you do this, I'm not leaving. Hallelujah. And he actually handed his promise. We give praise to God. Amen. This, since I came to this place about, um, about ending my fourth year, I've seen that the celebration of Christmas and Easter is a challenge. And it's like, Whenever it's time for us to come to church, people don't come. I've talked about this, I've pondered upon it, and I've found that maybe somehow it's the understanding that is not there. But if you really know what Easter means, that period, you'll block it to celebrate your God. Understand that there are a lot of religious bodies who really do argue about Easter. And strangely enough, some Christian sections of Christians have also uh, buy into that and they are confusing people. They say it is time when, uh, that is the time where gods are worshipped or idols are worshipped. Therefore, there is no need for Christians to celebrate. But I'm here to tell you, it's not because that season is for uh, worship of any idol. But in the Babylonian and Romanian sessions in those times, those period is, are the period that they term at the springtime. That is time when there is fruitfulness. They believe that their gods or whatever has given them a, a harvest. And it's a period that is quite free for them to be able to celebrate and rejoice in whatever God that they think that uh, they, they have to celebrate. Hallelujah. So th that, that has been the practice then. So it's not because of the time per se but because of the harvest that goes on. And because it's a season where they gain a whole lot of things, that is the time where they also think that I've gotten enough, let me give gifts. Let me go and pay homage to uh, the God that I serve or whatever. They are hidden people. They don't know Christ. Hallelujah. And strangely enough, it's like this thing is trying to creep into the Christendom. So we have session of people who also claim that Easter is meant for idolatry or other worship. That is why we 
see a whole lot of death, accidents, and whatever. But I want to tell you, the birth and the death of Jesus is a mystery to everybody. I see the birth and the death of Jesus Christ as a platform of a battle that has been fought in the human history. We shouldn't forget that immediately Herod heard that Jesus Christ was born, he has to command his soldiers to begin to kill children. So a lot of children were, were what? Inhilated that time. They were killed. And imagine if that thing should happen in Ghana. Uh, or let's take for instance, it is Ghana. You can imagine the number of children that would have been killed in that period. Children between the age of one month to let's say five months. At least this session of the population may form about 5% of the whole population, isn't it? So the birth of Jesus is a threat to the devil. And also his death is also a threat to the devil. So it's never true that it's only Easter that we incur a whole lot of death. And whoever said that it is in December and Easter time that people die? Apiate, what happened there? Is it, was it in Easter? Was it in December? It wasn't. Calamity happens when you less expect. Right? Huh. So if certain things are happening and people are arguing that because we celebrate Easter, Easter is for other worship, that is why people die. So we shouldn't celebrate. Or Christians, as we do that, we are also celebrating that God, then I bet to differ that is not that. But we believe that we are serving the living God. And one thing that I also want you to understand, the seasons, the months, and the day is not owned by the devil. It's owned by God. We can choose that our Sunday worship should be, should be changed to Monday and nothing happens. That is why every time and every day as a Christian, you must be in the spirit of worship. So we worship God any time and any day. Hallelujah. So what, uh, how do you call it, uh, the great man, Constantine and the rest did, for now coming to establish it as a period that we should worship our God or our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not anything that they have heard. This is what I want us to understand. It's better that we own the season and what the time than we live in it in the hands of the devil. That is one thing that I want us to understand. So they've not done anything wrong at all because the seasons and the time belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For he created all things, and all things are created by him, including the season. So he has the authority that any of these days should be celebrated. And those who argue this way, strangely, they have gotten time to celebrate, sometimes that they celebrate their, uh, their founders. As Ghana, we have Founders Day, isn't it? Founders Day, we have it, where we all celebrate. And also... 
with the hours we have for Bechocho. In actual fact, if you go into it details, they may not tell you the date and the time when they should celebrate it. But they just pick some days that this time, let's use this time, which is free for us to be able to celebrate. Homowo and the rest. Aduma and the rest. It's not that that was the time when they came. None of them could tell when they arrived in Accra. They just picked some season. So if we also said, oh, we are celebrating Easter, we are celebrating Christmas, then it shouldn't be a problem at all to you who is the Christian. Hallelujah. And I've seen that a lot of Christians shine away from celebration of Christmas, which is very, very bad. So I want you to look into the face of your brother. It's bad to shine away from celebrating Easter. Jesus' death is a reality. Nobody on earth can deny the fact that Jesus came to this earth, died, and on the third day, he resurrected. So our basis of celebrating Easter is because one upon a time, there was a man called Jesus. He is the Lord and the King of Kings. He is the Prince of Peace. He came and died for us. He came to carry our sins. That is why we celebrate Easter. That is first thing. And that is a fact that all Christians need to celebrate. We need to celebrate his birth. We need to celebrate his death. It is a period that we were transformed. Imagine Christ or God didn't send his son Jesus to come and die for us. How the world will be. So when we are celebrating Easter, we are celebrating our own redemption. Look at the face of your brother and tell brother, if I celebrate Easter, I'm celebrating my own redemption. Hallelujah. We are celebrating our own redemption. Because Jesus Christ came and took away our sins. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 to 15 says, You... Our life with Christ. For he forgave all your sins, not some of your sins. We are alive with who? Christ. Because he forgave all our sins, not some of our sins. We are alive with Christ because. He forgave all our sins. This, uh, this version, I'll put it this way. When you were dead in your sins and in your circumstances of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. The Bible clearly stated that the soul that sinners must die. Isn't it? 
And the Bible said that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So this is telling us that since Christ died, Christ didn't die alone, he died with you. That is why I'm saying, if you celebrate Easter, you are celebrating your own self. You are celebrating the time you died for the things of the flesh and you resurrected into newness of life. So if I come to celebrate during Easter, I'm first worshiping God. I'm giving Hannah and appreciating what he did on the cross for me. A cross that is meant for me. But then he chose to carry all my sins on the cross by dying on my behalf. And by that he said, I died with him. I died with him. My nature was also knelt on the cross. My sinful nature is also knelt on the cross. Everything about me is knelt on the cross. And by that, he has changed my status. So I want everybody to understand, it is through Easter, it is through the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus that our status was changed. Then we were enemies of God. We have no right to even come close to him. We were like a vomiting, something that shouldn't, uh, nobody should behold. But thanks be to God, by his death and resurrection, now we have become the children of God. Our status is changed. Your status is changed. Everything about you is changed. Most often when people take nice speeches, they want to project such Features on their status. They want people to see that yes, here is me. Hallelujah. And sometimes I've been going through all your birthday pictures and things. Sometimes if you go to uh, the WhatsApp or Facebook, even when people don't uh, wish them birthday, then they will say, oh, won't anybody tell me happy birthday? Why? The status is changed. And he wants people to realize that his status is changed. So I'm here to tell you that the death and the resurrection of Jesus has changed your status. You are no more an enemy of God. You are no more a sinner. You are no more the person that people regarded you some time ago. You have now changed your position. My position is changed. My status is changed. My everything is changed. Like by now, I'm dead or gone. Hallelujah. Hey. The death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus has done something great for us. Hallelujah. Therefore, when it's time to celebrate that and you refuse to come, then it's like you are not giving Hannah for what Christ has done for you. So next week, we expect everybody in this room to actively participate in the celebration of his own redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
If you know your status is changed, then come and celebrate it. Come and thank God for changing your status. You may not have money. Hello? You may not have money in your pocket. But then your status is changed. You may be wearing coat, suit, or agbada without cobalt in your pocket. But when people look at you, they will think that you are fully loaded. And strangely enough, some will come to you, I need loan. Meanwhile, you don't have loan. When they come to you with such matters, uh, don't disgrace yourself. Give honor to yourself. Tell me, oh, how much do you need? When he mentions, so you give it so a little time. Because your status is changed. By the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, we also have gained Hannah. What the death of Jesus and the resurrection means that there was an exchange of glory, exchange of Hannah, exchange of beauty. I can by now, I can talk about myself. I don't know about you. I can by now, you have Buzama. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we have gained Hannah. We have gained some prestige because of the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. So as we celebrate Easter, we are not celebrating just something. We are celebrating our Lord of Lords. We are celebrating the King of Kings, the one who died to change our situation. Hallelujah. We have come to celebrate him. So I will be here to celebrate him. Hallelujah. And also he said, he concealed the records of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So as we come to celebrate Easter, we are also in to celebrate victory. What the Lord has done for us, it means that we have won victory over the devil. Hey! Satan is a powerful person. He's not a small something that you can talk of. Somebody who is able to convince about one third of the angelic hosts. This should tell you how powerful he is. So, as human beings, where is your strength? However, by the resurrection of Christ Jesus, he said we have won victory over that person. The old dragon, that wicked person, the accuser of the saints, we have won victory over him. So as you are seated, you are victorious. This is why you must come to celebrate. Come and celebrate your victory over the devil. Come and testify what the Lord God has done for you. Hallelujah. All the shame that we carry has been taken away. Amen. So we are in to celebrate Easter. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 13 to 14 says, For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been risen or raised either. 
And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And our faith is useless. Hello? If Christ has not died and resurrected, then it means that here we are, it's useless. Let's go home. But if you do believe that Jesus Christ was nil, buried on the third day, he resurrected. Then, there is a cause for you to celebrate his death and resurrection because his death and resurrection is a fact that there is somebody who died and resurrected and his death is not, is not useless. And you are the reflection of that resurrection. So we come to celebrate Easter because we are the reflection of that word, resurrection. And that also gives us hope that one day we will also be resurrected. So come and celebrate your resurrection. Hallelujah. Don't listen to what others are saying. They don't know what they are saying. What guides us and leads us is the Bible. It's not the time and season. But the thing that is done within, that is what matters. Hallelujah. Also, it simply changes with saying that the death of Jesus has brought a whole lot of things. It has changed even the season and the calendar of the entire world. What a powerful person. The reason why we cannot determine his birth and all that there is about him is because you cannot tag him to when he is born. Do you know why? He is the beginning and the end. So if you want his origin, you cannot determine it. He even passed when you think. Hello? So you cannot tag him where he is born. That one will, uh, will surely be erased. As we would like him to be any other man. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. So it's not strange that our calendar and everything is revolving around him. He is a season. He is the time. He is the end of everything. Hallelujah. Now let me veer to the Church of Pentecost. How do we celebrate Easter? So those of us who were born within the 60s, 70s, uh, right to the 80s, <laughs> uh, my dad is here, there. we have a lot of them there. Hallelujah. I salute you all, daddies and papas. Let me see the hands of those who were born within the 90s. Plenty. So they have not seen how Easter conventions are celebrated. Formerly, it was a general convention. And as a child, whenever my mom or my daddy are going on convention, they take me along. So I can also say some. Hallelujah. It was a general convention where all members from all walks of life from east, west, and north, come to the suggested venue for a program. And I quite remember, though young, 
when they are going and we are in the Chololi. Eh? Who have seen Chololi before? Oh, my daddy's, obviously, it's, it's my daddy's who see it. But those of us, <laughs> they have not seen it before. Have you seen it before? Have you seen Chololi before? Have you sat in it before? No. And then you don't have the experience. <laughs> Chololi. How do you call it? Arrow grass, eh? And what is the other term? Eh? Bone shaker. That is how our daddies and mommies are very strong. Wherever they go, they are shaking. They are organ and everything in them. So by the time they get there, they are very strong. Bone shaker. It shakes everything. Hallelujah. They will pack all their belongings, including the cohort, those who will be carrying banana, yam, condo, fish, everything. They will package it nicely and then uh, get some few dresses, pack it in their bag. Oyaka. They are heading towards either uh, whatever, whatever venue they, they, that is chosen for the convention. And we will all go and emerge there. But there is something that I've realized. Ah, why are they It's great to be young. So the young ones here, it's great to be young. Hallelujah. So, we observe by observing what we saw is that before even the convention, my mother and uh, others, my parents, they will hide themselves and pray with the expectation that the convention that they are going, they want to receive something. They go with what? An expectation. They are not thinking about their comfort. They don't think about comfort. As I'm saying, one of my mom said this. She has remembered. She has remembered those old days. They don't think about their comfort. Sometimes the places that they go and sleep, ah, it's not a place to desire. Classrooms. Ah, you even use a classroom. Some, some corner somewhere. I quite remember uh, one that we went at, uh, is it Sunyani or whatever? A general convention. We have to sleep in, under the, the shed. Because that is the only place available. The cold, no be small. All went into our bone. But no complaint. Because of the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to go and sleep there. And I quite remember there was a rain. And we have to run. Head and scatter. Go and look for a place to go and perch. Just for the rain to pass. But that even didn't deter us. We were happy. Hallelujah. As they go, they go with expectation. Hallelujah. They are not going to see any pastor. They are not going to see any special person who is invited. Their purpose is that they are going to meet Christ, the resurrected Lord. So with that expectation, God also what meets them. Hallelujah. 
I quite remember we've been to so many conventions. But the last one of which I will say that by then I'm a bit old and I've also experienced a bit of God's power is what we had in Laboni. That was the last convention McCune had with us and never came to Ghana again. Let me see the hand of those who remember those ones. Ah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And one of the evenings, we were all there, and all of a sudden, this nodness started beating their drums. Beating their drums, they were dancing. So we all went there, we were all dancing. Then all of a sudden, we don't know what happened. Somebody who was crippled also came around. Then the Spirit of God just took over, and one guy, led by the Spirit, went and held his hands and said, get up, in their language. Then the guy jumped from the wheel and started walking. That inspired the whole congregation that night, midnight, and we went into every room seeking for sick people because the healing power has come. We brought in out the blind people and those who are crippled, those with strange, strange diseases. It wasn't the pastors who were healing, but the congregation themselves. And after you are healed, then we will send them to our fathers who are asleep. Hallelujah. Those, they, 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 we experience the presence of God. Why? We all emerge there because of what? We have one goal and one expectation. Not that we are going to dress for people to see, but then we are there expecting our Lord Jesus. And by the time you come from the place, you are full with the presence of God, with power. Hallelujah. This expectation is what is missing in these, our generations, in matters of what? Church. What is your expectation anytime you come to uh, the law? It is then that you hear great, great testimonies of what God is doing after we've come from the convention. And sometimes it saddens my heart when we come to church and people don't know what God has done for them. Recently we did Covenant Night, isn't it? And people come to me to testify. If not at all, I've experience 50 testimonies. And if you want, uh, how do we call it? Nathan is here. He can testify about it. There is this guy who was applying for a job here and there for so many years. He's not getting it. But the request he brought here, January, the door just opened. And he brought his first fruit, 15, how much? 15,000. Is that, yes. This is what God is doing. But if you ask them to come and stand here and testify, they say no. <laughs> A lot of people have come to me. Promotion that I was looking for, for all this while, I'm not getting it. They are here. They know themselves. But immediately after that, door just opened and I was even jumped double. But they won't come and stand and testify. Who has bewitched us? 
So, it's trying to seem that God is not working within us. But they come to me to tell me. And so it is with so many people here. There was one lady who testified to somebody, and the person said, go and tell pastor, I'll say, oh, me ferry. Hey, now me the pan, I'll ferry me. And you know, I'm going to go to my mouth. Inti brabeka nani pe ngudi enyame yenso eno so adani manso ofere So it seems God is not working within us but I'm here to tell you the God of yesterday is the same God today and he will be the same God tomorrow As to whether he works for you he give you testimony or not depends on you. Are you here? So anytime you come before God, not just Easter and Christmas, come with what? Some expectation. I'm not just coming to familiarize with people. It's good. Fellowship is good. But I'm also coming to meet my God. Come with expectation. Your purpose and motive should be God. And my Lord Jesus and nothing else. Not the pastor, not the elder. Elder number today. Pastor Nusamba. I'm not your Lord. Though. Tomorrow I go. But the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings will abide with you forever. So when you come to this room, you are not here because of anybody. You are here because of what? Christ. Jesus, your Savior. Hallelujah. So this was their expectations. And as they go along, they testified about his resurrection. They testified about the, uh, the redemptive Christ. And that has led into the expansion of the church to this time. So this is that we have started from Thursday. I urge you that come with an expectation. Hello? I said, do what? Come with an expectation. Don't think about the dress you wear. In one of the conventions, we were three friends. Somebody said three friends. Here in this room, you have about ten, five friends. And I don't know, by design, we're all with one structure. Only one is quite taller than we are. I, uh, I am. So anytime he wears the trousers, it's like the trousers is hanging, but it's not bothered, you know. Because those times we wear tunabu. You know, be so. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I brought one shirt, one trousers, one shirt, one trouser. I'll put mine on today. You also put yours on. When we close and we are about sleeping, we make sure that we wash all. The next day, I'm putting on that of Awuza. Awuza is also putting on mine. The other brother is also putting on the other. We went through that cycle. And people said, hey, what are you? Hey, what are you? What are you? So, Chris, I'm going to go to the house. 
Sometimes in Christian, though, you have to be smart. Just, oh, I hear Christian, I don't know. Now the glory will be glorious. Hallelujah. The, the, the joy. And even the shoe, I don't want to talk about it. They are from halfway, say, shoe need a yansan. But they are But when we are dancing, sometimes when I see the youngsters dancing here, I say, oh, your time will come. We could dance and take this seat and be running with it. So when I see them doing it, then it. <laughs> Then I know a bit of uh, 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 judo eh? and all those things. That's how we call it those times. Sometimes I can dance and my legs will be hanging top and still the press down on the things you do here. But now I can do it. So your time will also do what? Come. But in the midst of all those things, we caught the fire of the Holy Ghost. This season that we are about entering, may God open up the heavens to us. And may the fire of the old days be poured upon us. And may the spirit of the living God be rekindled in us. As we celebrate this Easter, may miracles and wonders happen what you've not seen before, may it happen to you. May every expectations that you have oh, come to reality and be able to testify to the glory of God. God richly bless you. Let's be outstanding.